Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. My name is Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's good to be with you as we're here on day number 410 of our three-year journey through God's Word. And we've come to the end of 1 Samuel today with 1 Samuel 31. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day, for the opportunity to be in your Word, to be challenged and to grow. We pray that you would speak to us. We pray that you would grow us. We pray that you would be with us and be our teacher and our guide, our God and our Father. Help us to see and treasure Christ ultimately through the time we spend with you and your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go to 1 Samuel 31. Now the Philistines were fighting against Israel, and the men of Israel fled before the Philistines and fell slain on Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines overtook Saul and his sons, and the Philistines struck down Jonathan and Abinadab and Malchishua, the sons of Saul. The battle pressed hard against Saul, and the archers found him, and he was badly wounded by the archers. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and mistreat me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he feared greatly. Therefore Saul took his own sword and fell upon it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell upon his sword and died with him. Then Saul died, and his three sons and his armor-bearer and all his men on the same day together. And when the men of Israel, who were on the other side of the valley and those beyond the Jordan, saw that the men of Israel had fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their cities and fled, and the Philistines came and lived in them. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. So they cut off his head and stripped his armor and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to carry the good news to the house of their idols and to the people. They put his armor in the temple of Ashtaroth, and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. But when the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and went all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan, and they came to Jabesh and burned them there. And they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh and fasted seven days. First Samuel 31, it's God's word, a very sobering end to the life of Saul, a man who had great promise, a man who was greatly loved and acclaimed by the people, but a man who was insecure and proud and who was gripped by the fear of man, and who ultimately turned away from the Lord into an ever-downward spiral into darkness. And this is how his life ends in battle. This is a, a devastating defeat of the Israelite army on Mount Gilboa. There's just no other way <laughs> about it. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Uh, they are just absolutely defeated. Not only is Saul killed, but all of his sons are killed. Um, Jonathan, Abinadab, Malkishua, 
all of their armor bearers are killed. Uh, the, the army is so routed uh, that we see that even the villages that were there in that valley where the battle took place, the ones that were on the other side of the valley and the Philistine side of the valley, because this battle took place within Israelite territory, um, they, they just left. They left their cities, they fled, and the Philistines came and occupied those cities. So David's going to have his hands full uh, in, during his reign, recapturing land and dealing with the Philistines, and he, and he will do that. Uh, but what do we make of this? What do we make of this uh, horrible day in the life of Israel? Well, I think there's a few things we can see here uh, that we need to take to heart. First of all, even on the darkest of days, God is still at work and is accomplishing his good purposes for the true and eternal good of his people and for the ultimate glory of his name. How could you say that even on this horrible day of this defeat at Mount Gilboa? Well, God had spoken a word of judgment over Saul, and yet David was not going to stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed. Saul's armor bearer was not going to stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed. And so Saul ends up falling on his own sword. This is the judgment of God against Saul's sinful unfaithfulness. And the judgment of God is always good. When God carries out his judgments in the earth, it may be terrifying, it may be sad, it may be tragic from a human perspective, but it is good in what God is doing. He is good and he is right. He has removed a wicked king and his line from Israel so that he could accomplish his purpose, which is to set David on the throne. But ultimately, the purpose of God is to show that no human king will ever be sufficient to lead God's people into the fullness of the kingdom. They need a better king, a better king than Saul, a better king than David will be, a better king than Jonathan might have been had he survived this battle. They needed a better king, and that ultimately would be King Jesus. Uh, the other thing that we see here is we see the courage and the valor of the men of Jabesh Gilead. Uh, the men of Jabesh Gilead uh, go to rescue Saul and his, his sons, their bodies, from the wall of Beth Shan. So there's a couple things we see here. First of all, we see that believers have always believed and practiced a respect for the bodies of dead believers. That dead believers, their bodies were still made in the image of God. We are created body and soul in the image of God. And ultimately, on the final day, the day of resurrection, we will receive new resurrected bodies and we will be eternally body and soul in the image of God. And so believers have always taken care to respect the dead bodies of believers especially and not to just you know, expose them to shame or burn them up, but to care for them and to bury them with respect and in hope. The men of Jabesh Gilead here are shown doing a very good thing. Why would the men of Jabesh Gilead do that? Well, if you remember from uh, back at the beginning of Saul's reign, way back in chapter 11, Saul's first act when he becomes king is to save Jabesh Gilead. 
And so he saved them from destruction, humiliation, subjugation. And so they are repaying his goodness to them back in the good old days of Saul's early reign. So we see care for the body, but we also see honoring those who have been used of God to bless you. And so, and so paying tribute, paying honor to those, even if they're not perfect, even if they've fallen, still God used them in your life. God used them to bless you and protect you and, and to care for you. And so it is right to honor uh, those men. So where we see Christ in this really is that Christ is the hope of resurrection for all of God's people. So Jonathan dies right along with Saul. But Jonathan, as far as we know, is a righteous man and, and a true believer. The righteous die along with the wicked in this world. But there is a hope of resurrection and eternal life. And that comes through Jesus Christ, the greater king, the greater, the greater son of David, the greater promised king of Israel, who wins such a victory over our true eternal enemies, sin and death and hell, that we are assured of resurrection and eternal life. So when we lose a loved one in the Lord, we can be sad, but we can also honor their body. We can pay tribute to the good blessing they were in our lives. And we look, we can look forward to the hope of the resurrection because of what Jesus has done for us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the victory that King Jesus has won over our true and eternal enemies. Thank you that all our greatest enemies have been defeated and that we have been given the eternal victory through Jesus our Lord. Thank you that we have life, forgiveness, salvation in his name. Father, we pray that you would be with us today. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us to trust in Jesus our King and in his eternal kingdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tomorrow we'll be back in the Gospel of Mark, which means our intern, Mike Tolercio, will be leading that devotional. Looking forward to that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.